From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey, everybody. I want to quickly say that this is your show for Saturday, September 19th, okay? I have to put this in here because I published the show without telling you the date of the show. All right. Thank you. Hey there, it's Dee Dee. This is your daily Tenderloin Truth Bomb coming from that San Francisco district. Thanks for listening and subscribing, everybody. I hope everything is well with you. Our San Francisco weather is typical for this time of the year. Grayish white, sort of breezy, perfect trench coat and hat weather. I want to jump right into the show. I'm talking about being a bohemian woman who lives in the Tenderloin and my life the majority of my adult life i have lived with white men most of the time it was with my husband so i have a pretty interesting interesting perspective when it comes to race diversity color i feel qualified to speak about white issues and black issues although of course i don't speak for white people i speak about my experiences with them so that's the difference a lot of people are condescending because they speak for black people, they speak for Asians, they speak for Hispanics, Indians, and they are not those people. I never speak for white people. I speak of my experiences with them. There's a big difference, right? So things are popping in San Francisco. We have been locked up for over six months. People are over it. Studies are coming out that the COVID deaths are very, very small. I already knew that. Uh, We only have one street person die of COVID. There are thousands of tent junkies, thousands of street people, thousands of quote homeless unquote people on the streets of San Francisco, thousands and thousands and thousands. I'm saying we've got 10,000 on the street, although a couple thousand have been put up in those junkie hotels. Yeah. So, and only one of those people died of COVID. Hey, I'm not a health professional. I'm a trained medical assistant. I am not working as a medical assistant, sharing you my perspective. So I'm over it. The city basically, San Francisco is basically over it, except for some people who are really nice brainwashed sheep, those control freak sheep. The people who are still like lock stepping and acting really paranoid in grocery stores, those are the same people that seem to lack situational awareness and they lack, um, they don't have the protective gene. These are the same people that think it's okay that people live on the streets, not necessarily in their neighborhood. Now, they are totally NIMBY. I myself am NIMBY. Yeah, I am not in my backyard. Take those street junkies and their tents and their needles and their feces and go ahead and put that around the corner from your mama and across the street from you. So we do still have some control freak health Nazis 
and the city, but the majority of the people are over it. It's a skeleton city. It's decimated. San Francisco is still trying to come alive. We were on Polk Street last night. It was the first time I've been out at night in six months. Yeah, in six months. And I am a nocturnal woman. I become frisky when it gets dark. It was the first time I was out with a companion for six months since March. And we were on Polk Street. Now, people are trying to come alive. San Francisco people are gregarious, party-hardy people. They like to socialize. They like to sit, eat, and drink, smile, and laugh. That's the real San Francisco person. And I saw signs of life on Polk Street between California and going down to Sutter. There were bars that are open. They have their little pods. It's really weird to describe it, outsiders. And thank you, everybody, internationally. I want to give you guys a shout out for listening and all the young ladies that I have mentored. Hello, sweethearts. I hope you ladies are well. So it, it's, let me describe it. It almost looks like, you know, those things that you would build as a child, build these structures with popsicle sticks and glue the popsicle sticks together. Well, that's what it reminds me of, like these little wooden frames. And then they put seats and tables out on sidewalks and in the curb because we have this weird COVID social distancing. Although only 83 citizens have died of COVID and over 100 citizens on the street have died of drug overdoses. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm completely over it myself. I do uphold health protocols. I am over it. I'm over the paranoia. I'm over the fear. And you know what I'm over? I'm over people. In my opinion, they're elevating white suffering over the suffering of black and people of color. Yeah, I see it. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. San Francisco Dam Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. I do call it out. I try not to be obnoxious. I'm not going to curse at anybody. That's not my style. I do not swear on social media. And I don't like people that do that. But I'm there is a photo and there is like, it looks like a teenager. And they're, you know, they're in a nod. You guys know what a drug nod is when they take their narcotics. These junkies, a junkie is a narcotics addict. So this person is like bending over. And they're sitting by some vomit and uh, feces. And and everyone's getting upset. When I say upset, the white people are getting upset. And I just said, what? This is what happens in the Tenderloin all the time. There are young black and brown people passed out in the street and nobody cares. And now they're sitting in the Calvary. Now they're getting all, you know, worked up. It's interesting. And this is why I do what I do, people. Because white lives aren't more important than black lives or Hispanic lives or Asian lives or Indian lives everybody's life matters, which is why I personally am not a Black Lives Matter woman, because I know that Black Lives Matter isn't specific about protecting me as a black woman, and it's not necessarily about protecting black people. That movement has been co-opted by the white anarchists, but hey, let me get back to being a tenderloin bohemian. 
I don't get upset when I see pictures of dope addicts anymore. Like I said, I've lived in the Tenderloin over 25 years. People are people. Junkies are junkies. No junkie is more important than the other junkie. And then this is where people have their biases. In general, people tend to feel more concerned for people who look like them. But if you're doing it on a social media platform, you should expect to be called out. And it's not about diversity. It's about fairness. That white junkie's life isn't more important than a Hispanic junkie's life in the tenderloin. I mean, really. So I don't share those type of stories. I just commented. And I also saw something in one of the daily papers. And they had a bunch of white men, as usual, representing everybody, talking, saying, is a San Francisco bohemian, bohemia coming back? They couldn't think of uh, talking to any Hispanic artist. Couldn't think of talking to me, a known bohemian. Just a bunch of white men saying, yeah, San Francisco's going to come back. Hey, listen. San Francisco's not going to come back for a long time. To be a bohemian, you need cheap rent. Okay, we're going to have cheap rent, and you have to have a job that you're going to work. So what industry are the bohemians going to be working? Are they going to be working at coffee shops? Are they going to be working in restaurants? Are they going to be working in retail? Okay, those were the bohemian side jobs, all right? Being a sales clerk, working in a coffee shop, or being a waiter. Oh, and maybe being a bike messenger. So where is the industry for the bohemians? Yeah, you can come to San Francisco now and get an apartment for maybe under $3,000, but you still need that money for the lifestyle here. So I don't see bohemia coming back for years, regardless of what you hear from white people and newspapers. I'm here to tell you as a black woman, bohemian artist who has lived in San Francisco way over 30 years as a bohemian, it's going to take a lot to make San Francisco affordable and have industries for bohemians, bohemian artists to bring the arts culture back. Unless, of course, they are trust funds, then that makes them trust funders, that makes them dilettantes instead of bohemians. Bohemians are unconventional artists or writers, but anywho, babies, this is your daily show. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco, damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Dee Dee LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. We're allergic to free-range hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. <laughs>